So, hello everyone, and um, kind of welcome to the first uh, Brink of Sanity Pro Wrestling podcast. Uh, I'm Nathan. I'm Michael. And uh, we, we've kind of really started this podcast because we decided that really at the moment wrestling's pretty insane. Would you agree? A hundred percent. Something new coming out, hopefully, and let's be a part of it. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like we're at a kind of point in time, really, where things that are new uh, can come out, can come about. And, you know, I mean, hey, it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. Let it, let's go along for the ride. It's it's a roller coaster and it'll be a, a, a fun old time, I feel, right now. So we thought we'd also get involved and just really talk about stuff that we feel quite passionate about you know conversations we've had with wrestlers or uh, interviews maybe so we kind of like we don't have anything set planned uh, we know what we're going to do uh, for the actual show we've, we've kind of just highlighted things on pieces of paper yeah um uh, uh, yeah so but michael i just wanted to um start off really you want to kind of introduce yourself and we'll kind of go from there about you know wrestling what gets you involved what you what, you know other stuff as well um yeah so uh michael obviously um got into wrestling when i was a child i really had no reason to like it other than my grandmother and my uncle actually were huge wwe fans i i got started if I had to pinpoint it, I would say the Attitude Era, the whole Monday Night Wars thing was already starting. Um, my family was always WWE. WCW was new. Um, growing up, to me, it was just cool seeing a show that was live. Uh, people doing all these crazy things. You know, the boss getting beat up by Stone Cold and having all these crazy characters. Uh did the military kind of lost track of it um, as a combat veteran. I, I didn't have much TV time, got out, uh, got back into it again. And now here I am, I'm kind of exploring the outside world of WWE. Now it's been presented to me and get to meet great guys like you and really expand my horizon. So is your family kind of more like they were all the way back to Vince senior. So WWWF and yeah. Stuff like that? Yeah, back in the, uh, you know, even my lady's, uh, my lady's dad, he was back in the territory days, you know, he can sit down and talk to me about wrestling, even wrestlers I've never heard of from the golden eras and stuff like that. Um, so I got a pretty rich history of the territory area. And then, you know, coming up to now, her kids, I got them involved in wrestling, you know, especially now it's such a great time with the girl, you know, with the female wrestling becoming bigger the girl growing up getting positive females in her life she loves Kyrie sane like everything about Kyrie sane and that pirate princess is her just uh, it's yeah. unique isn't it it's really yeah. unique at the moment that kind of that kind of gimmick itself a, a pirate and a princess for i mean I, I you know i know you know my niece for example she looks at it and goes how can you be both but at the same time what, whoa like what is going on here and it's cool, too, because she it's not like I don't want to just teach her that just because who you like is great. You know, she knows I'm not a big fan of Kyrie saying I'm not. I appreciate what she's done, um, but she gets to look at it objectively. Also, you know, she's eight. You know, 
she gets to see like, oh, okay, so why do you like Shayna Baszler? And then she sees it, and so she looks at it from outside perspectives. But you know, it, it's a fun little environment. I'm trying to bring them up right and see other things and learn other things. Yeah, so it kind of sees the whole, the whole scale of female wrestling as a whole, not just not just the one wrestler, but like the whole entire division across. I'm assuming across all the various promotions as well. Yeah, trying. She knows, uh, like, for Tampa, um, she knows about Shine Wrestling, so she really hopes that that can come to the area so she can see that. But I'm trying to raise them the way I wasn't raised. My family was big. It was all WWF wrestling. You know, this was this was it. Nothing else mattered. All those other promotions wanted to get to WWF and now WWE, so... It wasn't really big to look at them, and just like you and I are trying to do here with this podcast, I'm trying to show her, like, Kyrie Sane wasn't always NXT WWE. Kyrie Sane was New Japan Pro. Like, Kyrie Sane came from something, worked her ass off to get to the pinnacle of wrestling, which we all agree that nobody's going to take WWE down. They all want to get there. No, no. And, uh, like, uh, I was a WCW kid, so... We're kind of different, two two different sides of the coin, to be honest. So, right, you know, and WCW's whole point was we want to be better than WWE. We want to get to that point. We want to be bigger than WWE, WWF, whatever, WWWF, whatever it is. <laughs> they wanted to be at that point. That was that was the point, and that's why eighty three weeks, literally eighty three weeks, they were on top. Uh, I mean, you will probably you. You will, even as a WWF, WWE fan, will admit that ratings prove the factor here that they were at the pinnacle for 83 weeks and they were trying to get back into it as well. Yeah, and I and to be fair, I know we're going a little off with this. I think that's where WW, or WCW messed up and compared to what AEW is trying to do. WCW wanted to take WWF out. I think AEW legitimately knows. We know Kenny Omega has said it. He wants to go to Mania. He wants to main event Mania because that's the pinnacle. AEW just wants to bring something different, change the landscape of the culture. And when the time's right, we know Omega's going WWE. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I definitely think we've got, we've gone well off the introductions. So yeah, yeah, we have. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, so I'll I give kind of a bit of background for me. I was. Um, WCW, ECW kind of kid. Uh, you know, I remember sitting uh, and watching uh, Chris Jericho's Lionheart. I remember clear as day. I wasn't very old at all, but I remember the uh, the list, the, the true list. list, the true list of a thousand and four holds. Thousand and four holds. Uh, screw you, Malenko. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the the thousand and four holes. I remember that uh, clear as day. You know, I remember the the stage, not the stage, the ring breaking in ECW when all of the fans got together. You know, I remember. Uh, I, I, sadly, I remember Jericho jumping from ECW to WCW. Uh, you know, and it's across the whole thing. I, hell. I remember Stone Cold Steve Austin being in ECW. You know, yeah. so like, 
it's it's a crazy crazy thing um you know I've, I've been a rebellious kid i've always been a rebellious kid so why should i not continue being the rebellious child uh, that i am uh you know yeah i, I watched every i'm not gonna lie i'm sat here right now with you know wwe memorabilia merchandise uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, no, I, I was not a fan of WWE. You know, I, I'm a fan of wrestling. That's that's the that's the difference. It's, uh, it's funny you say that about your childhood, though. I was actually I told the missus this, uh, I don't know, probably a month ago. I try to show her old stuff because she always wonders, like she sees all the promo packages that show a lot of older stuff and I'll show her old matches and she's like, Oh my God, you used to watch stuff like this. And I used to laugh. I'm like, my parents, I don't know about yours. My parents hated that. I watched wrestling because they knew what ECW was yep. the, the, the casket matches, the hanging there people is, from there the, the live matches, all that. Yeah. My mom heard about him being thrown off that cage and like, my mom's like, you shouldn't be watching this. But luckily, grandma being grandma, like, she didn't care if the grandkids were there. She was getting her wrestling in. You know, that was that was a weekly thing for her. She paid for all the pay-per-views. So my rebellious self was like, well, I'm going to go to grandma's this weekend. I know damn well there was a pay-per-view this weekend. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's so cool to hear that because even the kids now, um, <laughs> hey, buddy, uh, even the kids now, uh, his sister, actually, when they first got into it, when me and their mother first started dating it was man i want to say it was tlc it was uh the new day versus the usos and do you remember i think it was jay uso getting uh handcuffed to the top turnbuckle outside the ring and i think kofi or xavier brought the kendo stick and just went yeah it just went out i remember that and the girl started crying. She was so mortified that, like... Thrill to me, damn it! Uh. And the best part is, and that's what I loved about wrestling, is, like, I talked her through it. She she didn't want to watch the rest of the pay-per-view, understandable. But I made her watch Raw, because the Raw after that, both of them came out. And they did what, you know, uh, Edge and Christian, what the Hardy Boys did after their first... Uh, TLC match and they gave credit where credit was due yeah. and so that's when she realized like these people are actually friends like they they, they want to do this they want that 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 crazy wow factor like it sucks that a child cried but that made you want to watch it that made you yeah. want to do it and I think it's cool that now they they get almost what I got when I was growing up yeah yeah no I agree um and I think I mean it's quite a nice little segue to be honest I think that the nature of the business right now is potentially going to give this generation of new fans. I'm not going to say, you know, the, the, the fans from the last really 20 years. I'm not going to say that. Um, I'm not going to say that there's been, there's been nothing really for 20 years. Yeah. It's, it's been WWE or, or bust. Yeah, yeah, I get it. There, there's impact. I get it. There's Ring of Honor. I, hell, I get it. New Japan, All Japan, uh, Lucha AAA. Yeah, the new one, M- uh, MLW. MLW. Uh, yeah. yeah, I get it. Like there are other alternatives. There's Indies. Hell, I am one of the 
biggest, biggest guys for in British indie scene. Hell, I love it. Yeah, I mean, for me, US indie scene, not not so much because it, it's difficult for me to go and to go and experience and to go and see. Yep. But UK, hell, I, I mean, I've literally just flown back from Vegas. I flew back, I arrived back on Tuesday. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday uh, to go live uh, today, uh, Friday for you. Lot. It's very bizarre, convoluted. But anyway, yep. <laughs> um, I flew back and I literally, I flew back, landed, sat down with the other half and I said to her, well, there's a show on Sunday. Do you want to go? And she just looked at me and went, you've literally just got back from Vegas. She's like, do you do not want a weekend? I was like, yeah, that's my weekend. No, so on yep. Sunday now, I'm off to go to an indie show. Like, yeah. that's, 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 you know, I'm not saying that there has been nothing else before anybody starts sending us tweets, sending us messages, hell, being abusive. I mean, Mike will, you know, Michael will love this here because they'll just <laughs> abuse you back. But what I'm saying is that we're at a stage where the alternates now have that light. WCW was an alternate, which was to bring WW whatever it was, F down. You know, I'm Ted Turner, whatever. Paul E, that ECW is just a Fruit Loop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's just bring it down. But we're at a point now where there's the alternates are actually having a, a say. Uh, you know, and I'll be honest, it is being led by AEW with the money, and people are like, oh, it's just a WCW remake. Da, 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 da. Even WWE releasing that, the rise, no, the, the, was it the, the failed attempt at relaunching WCW? Literally yep. on the Monday, no, was it Sunday? I think the it was Sunday. Sunday after Double or Nothing. It's like, nope, this is, this is, we're going to win, this is, it's not, it's an alternate, for God's sake, like, just let things flourish, you don't need a monopoly on the business, if you needed a monopoly on the business, the business would be where we're at now, which is what we want to talk about. A hundred percent. As a WWE, WWF, WWWF. Vince McMahon kid to see your product right now like what is the first word that comes into your mind oh uh, WWE right now first word outdated you're not the only fan that's and the- I <laughs> that's the upsetting thing about the product it's outdated but and i think moxley cool. said it the best in his interview with jericho pooper scooper the fans smell the fact that he said that on the pay-per-view i i tried to go back through i remember that raw when he came out and cut that promo that the fans stink and i remember um a raw thread i was in where all the fans in that thread were literally like, this is what WWE is coming down to, telling the fans that they smell. Says it all, doesn't it? That, really that's, does. that's where it's at. Like, we're just, the promos we're cutting now is fans smell, and Brock Lesnar has a 
boombox. Don't, don't, don't even rile me up on Brock Lesnar. Don't rile me up. So, a little bit of uh, history here. Like, I, I like Brock Lesnar. I liked him as a kid. I thought he was good. Yeah, yeah, he was the dominant beast, the guy who, you know, oh, I'm going to fuck you up. Uh, I'm glad we're explicit. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like, like he was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you, Gara. He was scary, man. Like as a yeah. kid, I was like, damn, there's guys out here that are like that. Like Jesus, we're gonna be in for a, uh, you know, an interesting time. And now I'm just like, cool, get rid of him. Like seriously, like when I know the likes of like Chris Jericho could beat the living hell out of him. When I think to myself, like, what are you doing to the product? Why are we, why are we giving them all this money for the product to be this, to be held by Brock Lesnar? Like, that's all it is. It's, it's, it's just, oh, let's, here, here you go. Here's millions of pounds so that Vince can say that he owns a big burly man. Why you, you had you have arguably one of the most dangerous men in the world. We've we saw him in UFC. Yeah. We know what that man can do. Yeah. And he's his it's bad enough he's part time, but now when we do get to see him, A, he's dancing with a boombox, and B, now you're gonna try to sell me that he didn't know in his money in the bank contract oh, he oh, had a year. Oh. Like just so everyone's aware, right, I haven't watched Monday Night Raw since probably October last year. I, okay, by that, I mean, I've, I've seen highlights. I've, I've heard reviews. I've heard comments. I've seen YouTube videos. I have not watched an entire Monday Night Raw since October last year. I don't think I actually get past the first hour because I'm just done with it. Dude, their first uh, hour uh, this week, it was an hour and 15 minutes where we had one sanctioned match that was a squash match for no, Shane no McMahon. I am so very, very glad that um, I was in the air flying back from San Francisco at that point. It, it, I, was, it was atrocious. I, I preferred to play solitaire on the plane. I had a 10-hour flight, and I, prefer, and I could have watched it. It was, it was able to be streamed on all devices on our plane. And instead, I played solitaire <laughs> for three hours. I legit played solitaire for three hours, played that, fell asleep, woke up, saw all of the aftermath and just went, well, I'm glad I spent my time playing solitaire. Like, like this is the, where it is right now. Yeah, in my opinion, where the business is right now is... Is not in a good place. So where, where WWE are right now is not in a good place. Where the business, it's great. British scene, amazing. Uh, you know, Impact. I actually think Impact are doing some pretty pretty good matches. They're doing storylines, shocking. Matches, fantastic. Yep. Um, Ring of Honor. Whoa, Briscoes. Dude, I, I love it, and I and I know I'll probably offend people, and I don't mean it offensively. For you'll never hear me say that. I love the white trash, just in your face, trailer park boys looking like 
But that's the gimmick. I don't, if anyone, if anyone is offended by that, we do apologize. But that is the gimmick, and they pull it off. Oh God, yeah. And the thing is, it's not like it's a new gimmick. How no. long have they been doing this? As long as I can remember. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know them outside of that at this point. Yeah. So, like, I get it. And I mean, God. Yeah, I love, wow. I love I love the play on words with the right the right way they're using gorilla yeah. as in gorilla warfare. I think that's amazing. Coming out in those, I guess they're Iron Man masks. I, I mean, I, I think so. Um, it's something that I I I like God. Don't get me wrong. I really like them from what I've seen. I think they're great. Um, yeah, and for me. Um, it's something unique that is happening. Like everyone else has kind of gone, well, WWE is screwing up. Boom. Here's there what you, you want. <laughs> like I... some, some, some promotions are doing fantastic storylines. Uh, Ring of Honor being one of them. Uh, and then some are doing amazing matches, which MLW is impact is. Hell, even some stuff under the WWE banner, NXT, uh, which I like to actually class as non-WWE because Vince McMahon, I don't think, ever sat down and watched a single program. That's what I've heard. Um, But, yeah, like, I I just, I, I find it crazy. Uh, AEW, AEW, I think, is another example. Every tag match, like, there was no story to it. There was no real build-up. I mean, mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. We did it, like, the the best friends, friends, fiends? Best friends. I think fiends is an app. Best friends, right, versus, um, what were they called? Oh, God, it's gone out of my head. Uh, Hold on, I got it here. Uh, the, the European team. I should know that because I'm European, but it's gone right out of my head. Uh, yes. Hold on. I got it. I got it. Where's it at? Uh, and Jack Evans and Angelico. Angelico. And, and yeah, Angelico. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that tag team. No story. Absolutely nothing. But what the hell was that match? Oh, my God. It was great. I was there in attendance, and I was sat there like, eh. I didn't get the end, uh, but nor did the crowd. But at that point in time, no one gave a shit. Nope. They, but anyway, the triple threat matches, The so not the triple threat, the triple tag team matches, okay? No one knew what was going on, but God almighty, was that amazing matches. Dude, I said that I, I think the SCU match and the Stronghearts was one of my favorite matches because... To me, that's how a six-man tag should work. Unlike WWE, you get two wrestlers in the ring, and then at some point, all six come out. They do the lockups. They're each bashing their faces in. And then what happens next? They throw each other out of the ring. The high-flying in. They go and they do a moonsault or whatever over the top rope, and then it goes back to... Right. This, it was chaotic. There were points I had a buddy that's that's a wrestling fan that came over to watch it. We were just joking around being like, Who's the actual legal man in this match? Like, we didn't actually think that the people that pinned were actually legal by any means because there was so much chaos. See, I, I, we played a, we played a really fun game of guess who is legal. 
<laughs> uh, whilst we were actually in attendance. Uh, when they tagged, we went, yep! And that's how we knew. There was five of us, and each person had an individual person. And so it was like, they tagged, yep! They tagged, yep! It's just there, yeah. Like, what do we do? Who is legal? I think we even lost count. Like, it was, no it was chaos. It was. But you know what, right? I, I can state this, and I state this with great affection. Um, that match was phenomenal. Um, that to open the pay-per-view itself, what you paid for, uh, was incredible. Um, SEMA, I am a huge fan of SEMA. Uh, I have... I did a uh, like a UK kind of tour um, with a company called Southside. Big up Southside. That's who I'm seeing on Sunday. Um, and they they had SEMA, and it was what was it three three days, four shows, and that is where I fell in love with watching SEMA wrestle. Big strong. But the most humble guy you'll ever meet. Uh, it was incredible. Um, so yeah, but so yeah, the, I mean, my my thoughts to here are: what do we feel of a future? Like, what what do we think is gonna genuinely happen? Because, in my opinion, WWE didn't step back up. I think they think, ah, oh, we're we're fine. Like, screw the kids. Because really, it's a it's a huge revolution. I don't think I think. Tony Khan is like 36. I think I actually think if I remember rightly, Kenny Omega might be older than him. Yeah, I think Kenny Omega's in in his like early early 40s. Let me let me uh, quickly double check. Hold on one second. Uh, you know, and I'm I want to squash some because uh, I know people if they start listening to this, they're gonna be like, oh, you're anti WWE, this that and the third. I think WWE itself shows what they lack in, and I'm going to use NXT as an example. Those of us who have been following NXT, we know the great products. We we know you can have Gargano and Champa headline four or five of their pay-per-views in a row and put killer matches down. But I want to go down to creative in the sense of, I'm going to go back with my boy Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze in NXT brought something so different. He was what Velveteen is now. He had this feminist look. He had his selfie stick, you know, the gorgeous one. Went up to WWE, what happened with him? The best thing we got out of him was the fashion police, right? That was pretty much it. Then he comes back down, and he's still such a big hit in NXT. And he gets to get thrown right into a a feud with Velveteen Dream. He's yeah. got great promos. They're they're both mashing so well. This dude's got the experience, but he can't make it up in WWE because Vince doesn't pay attention to NXT. Of course he doesn't. And Vince is, as Moxley put it, it's his way or the highway. Yeah. But you come down to NXT, give Triple H the reins, and now look at him. Okay, so just quickly going back on our point. So uh, Tony Khan is one year older than Kenny Omega. Really? Thirty-six. Omega's thirty-five. Uh the Jacksons. Matt is thirty-four. Nick is twenty-nine. Cody is thirty-three. So when I say the youth movement, I legit mean the youth movement. I think there's something like over twenty years difference between Tony Khan, 
the owner and the CEO and Triple H, who is just runs whatever anymore. I don't even know. Uh, and Vince is like what fifty years? Fuck me, he's old. Well, then, with that being said, what do you? How do you feel about in that talk is Jericho? Where I believe it was Jericho who said it. Vince has been nonstop for forty years. How the fuck does he do it? <laughs> right, like, Seriously, at how? Some point, at some point, you got to be burned out. You may love wrestling, like your family. That's the the McMahon's. Nobody thinks anything about Vince McMahon or the McMahon's outside of wrestling. No. But forty years of it, nonstop, having complete control over every aspect of your show. Just have a dab break. I, I, in my opinion, I mean, XFL's coming up. Fuck off on that. Like, seriously, it failed once because you didn't pay attention to it. Yeah. It's going to fail again because you're now like, I can do both products, damn it. And what's going to happen if it does fail? You made such a big statement, almost as what AEW said against WWE, Vince said about the XFL compared to the NFL. Yeah. You're you're not going to stand for this bullshit. You're you're people that have records or any allegations of this, they're not going to be you set a standard now that you have to put up or shut up. And if you don't and you fail a second time, what does that say about you and the way you're going about your businesses? In my in my opinion, it's kind of XFL is kind of what AEW are doing. But I think XFL are going to do it the wrong way because... Okay, so I'm a huge American football fan. Huge. Um, you know, I remember the original XFL. Well, I say I remember it. It was like the, the smallest blip on the radar I've ever seen. Um, and... What's... Like, it's just going to... My opinion is if Vince has to do one of two things... Not focus on XFL, which we know he's not going to do. He's got too much riding on this. I actually think he's got way too much money on this that could potentially lead him into some massive problems. Financially. Didn't, he, didn't he put like $2 billion into this or something? Yeah. It was yeah, some like, ridiculous number. Uh, it, it's, it's a crazy, crazy number. Um, so... Here we go. So this is just wow. And so Vince McMahon sells a further two hundred and seventy-two million dollars, right? And this is this is where I find it wrong. Two hundred and seventy-two million dollars of WWE stock. Why? Why, if you want this, why take it from your one program? Bear in mind, by the way, folks, we're not sitting here and just bashing Vince McMahon. Uh, no. I just want to state that. that we, we think he's a... We do. We think he's a freaking genius. Like, the guy is business smart. He's savvy. You know, he, he knows how to run a business. But what we are doing is we are talking about how we feel he just... He's losing it. He's losing the grip that 
he believes he should have, but no one else thinks they should. Moxley said it correct. And I know I'm going to keep coming back to this Moxley interview uh, because it is fresh. It's just come out. Um, what I'm saying is that he he has to be involved in micromanagement to the very sentence is what Vince is doing. And it doesn't work. It didn't work. It still doesn't work. And Steph, I blame you. I blame you because you are also changed it. Hell, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin 316 was not done by a fucking script. No. Nope. Austin 316 was done just off the top of his head because he was pissed off. Yep. You know, don't give a script. Let the let the guys have freedom. Let them talk. Um, you know, I've, I'm worried for the future of WWE. I'm not worried for the business. The business is booming. I'm worried for the future of WWE purely for the fact that the alternates are coming. The alternates are out there. I'm not sat here going, oh, AEW, yeah, love it, love it, love it. I'm sat here saying, look, I love WWE. I love all wrestling promotions. Uh, you know, I wish luck to every single wrestler in every single locker room from UBW over here in the UK, which is, is a very small local, um, like a very, very small local promotion over here in the UK. Um, but from them to WWE, which we do agree is the pinnacle, is the pinnacle. Yep. I wish I wish luck to everyone in all of the um, in the locker rooms, and I really do. I really want them all to succeed. But we're showing more concern. We're not slagging off WWE. We're showing concern for those guys. We're showing concern for um, just 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 a business for them. And it's like the inmates are running the asylum, and by that I mean. Like every like Vince McMahon, um, Stephanie McMahon, Shane. I don't even think Hunter. Shane's doing what the hell he wants. Shane's oh, yeah. the best in the world of everything. Hell, give him beer pong. I bet you he could win. <laughs> uh, like they're the inmates, in my opinion. Let the let your talent do some talking. There's a reason Cena's not done much anymore, and it's not because he's old. It's not. It's not because he wants to retire. It's not because Hollywood's calling. It's because he even feels like what he has to go out and say is too heavily scripted. And Dude. Cena, however much you don't like Cena, you are his pin-up boy. But I don't care. Like, the guy is... The guy's great. Fuck you all that don't like him. I have generally... I have genuine respect for the guy. And uh, it, it disheartens me to watch. Uh, we're probably going to get a lot of butt hurt here. So, Michael, I'll, I'll let you take over before pretty much my Twitter blows up. And I, <laughs> I end up probably disowning everything about, I don't know who you're on about. So, uh, you know, I, uh, my one thing I would love to see too, speaking with the John Cena, I've never been a fan of him. Um, and not before everybody's like, oh, you're an edgelord. I hated Hulk Hogan. As a kid, I, I didn't like him 
prior to his heel turn. I didn't care for him in the NWO. So, like, I'm not just hating on him because he's John Cena. I respect him. 300, I think, what, 300 plus make-a-wishes that man has done? If it could be off a couple hundred. I don't know because John Cena is fucking superhuman. Like, I agree with the talent portion of it. Stop bringing back all these old fucking wrestlers to take the spotlight. I don't want to see Taker anymore. I don't. I think where you lost... Yeah, don't ruin Taker anymore. Like, I think Taker should have ended when you fucked him over with Brock, even if that was his call. I think Taker should have passed the throne on to Bray Wyatt. That's it, but that's for another day. Stop with another discussion. Yep. Stop with Triple H. Stop with Batista. Stop with The Undertaker. You know, don't bring back fucking the Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah, like you, you, you get these guys coming in and they're taking spots. How many? How many wrestlers? Like we're we're gonna say non like super veteran. You know, we can count Randy Orton and stuff. But how many active wrestlers does WWE have right now? It's well, sad that neither of us can't come up with a number off the top of our heads. Or what's even more sad is, who are the Raw Tag Team Champions? <laughs> I, I saw a post about this. Isn't it still fucking... That was me. Uh, that was me that, again. Was that you? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't generally know. I have to keep looking it up. Like, at least with NXT, you you get to see their entire roster. At one point or another, once a championship feud is done, there's a new person stepping up. And it's not some, it's not Goldberg being like, oh, I want to come in here and fuck up NXT. No, like, the I only thing is even Goldberg. I think it generally is blood money. I mean, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's a different story. Uh, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a completely different story. We don't I'm have walking around making enough. sure I haven't had somebody coming in trying to shank me for that comment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, damn, that was, that, was, that was up there with some of the shit I say. Uh, it, it's just like you bury your own people with people that nobody really cares about. No, I agree. Oh, they, no, it's not they don't care about. It's more the fact that they bury the talent that they have by putting them in, putting like not putting them in the spots that they're putting. Like, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see, you know, Undertaker maybe once a year. Do you know what I mean? Maybe just just him there, him presence. It will take me nostalgia facts. You know, bring him back in. I don't know, The Rock or Stone Cold or. Ric Flair, Triple H even. Like, having that one kind of... That just that moment, the nostalgic moment. Yeah, great. But don't don't boot out, like, Kevin Owens. Don't boot out Bray Wyatt. Don't, don't t- kick out Tyler Breeze, damn it. Nope. You can do it, too. We know you can. You did it at WrestleMania with The yeah. Rock, Austin, and... And Hogan. Yeah. You don't have to have them wrestle. They came out. They gave a great introduction. They all smashed beers. We were about it, but no wrestler got buried because of it. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Uh, like, yeah. It's, I, it's, it's the, it, my, uh, my worry is the product of WWE is my concern. I'm not saying they're going to go out of business, by the way. I'm saying my concern is that our fans are going to start to see through the BS. And the answer is yes. Fans are already starting to see through the BS. 
The electric um, chair. That's what you gave us. <laughs> I don't even know what you're on about. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. what I mean. I've given up completely. Uh, I had a meeting with Cody. Um, I had a meet and greet uh, uh, in Vegas with Cody. And for me, uh, I, I think I said it best there of, this is this is just the rebellion. These are, we're back again. Those that were WCW kids, those that were ECW kids, we're back. We've we've kind of sat on our hands for twenty odd years and been like, yay! And don't get me wrong, I've gone to WWE events. Like I said, I've got merch here. I've got a WWE belt signed by Ric Flair. Um, you know, I support. I've got friends in WWE, Zabrick size stuff like that. Like I I count them as people that I you know I look up to I look up to Pete Dunne stuff like that British performance but yeah like I just I as I said to Cody I'm a rebellious kid and I'm glad there's the alternate that's what I'm staying for it's not the competition it's the alternate um so but yeah okay so should we let's should we discuss some news now Let's we've go. kind of had our little rant. Uh, let's discuss some news. Now you guys know what we're about, you know. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome. As you said, we're pre, we're on the borderline of insanity with wrestling, hence why the name Brink of Sanity. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Yeah. <laughs> we're about to lose our shit. That was terrible. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh-huh. some news, really. Uh, the launch of AEW officially. Anyway. Uh, I know we spoke about a lot of AEW, we spoke about a lot of WWE, but that's the kind of way we're going to go for this podcast today. Um, are you ready for some some shocking, very, very shocking stuff right now, my, uh, Michael? I, I am, and I think that's what I love about the idea for our podcast here is somebody, I'd probably say, I'd say I, giving myself the benefit of the doubt a year of being able to explore outside of WWE on my end, and then you coming with actual promotional experience. I, I think we're going to have two very different perspectives on the AEW launch, but we're, we're all going the same way with it. So I'm, I'm just going to stick with the facts on this. So during Double or Nothing, uh, it was Google searched just in North America. This isn't worldwide, just North America. 200,000 times. Now, that was during the event, right? That like was from start during to finish? the event. During the event, 200,000 times. Okay. Uh, and here's another crazy thing. So, the buy-in, which was done like mainly on like YouTube and for those in the UK, ITV4, stuff like that. Which, before you go to that, I know you don't know this because you were there. Do you know that they struggled with the launch of the buy-in? Yeah, I know they did. No, oh, we did. did. Okay, I did. Dude. So funny, funny, <laughs> funny reason why is that we were uh, actually hard. We queued for half a mile to get into the MGM because their ticketing system went down. So for half a mile, and I have that information from Eric, uh, a good friend of mine, not Eric Bischoff, good friend of mine, Eric Voller. Uh, he he managed to get to the front. The ticketing system went down. He texted me because he bought a ticket from me and was like, "Dude." They're not letting me in. Help. Send help. Send help. And I was like, hey, I'm half a mile away. I can't do anything right now. Um, so, yeah, so they had trouble with, I know they had trouble with the, the ticketing system. So, um, that's, but, so we were all trying to watch it on our phones. Yep. Uh, and we were having trouble. But, yeah, so I know that. But this is the reason why 
uh, on TNT's YouTube page, as of like late last night, I, I did some research late last night, they were at over 817,000 plus views. Yeah. For, for the buy-in? The buy-in. For, for the AEW YouTube page, they were over 332,000. I'm not going to the exact key because it keeps changing. Um, which means that as of last night, they were they, the buy-in was watched by a million, one million people on YouTube. I'm not saying it was all straight away. It's less than a week, yep. you know, for a alternate promotion. I, I think that's incredible news. I really do. That is absolutely wild. You know, so, yeah, I mean... AEW. But it's okay. AEW is going to be nothing, right? It's just going to be hey, another t-shirt company. T-shirt company. T-shirt company. The t-shirt uh, company. Uh, that's my favorite line. Uh, as a as a as a rebel, that's my favorite. You trust a t-shirt company, kid? Okay. Yeah. All thanks. right. Sorry, TNT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a t-shirt Just company that t-shirt sold company. what two hundred thousand uh, buys on pay-per-view or something I, like that. Yeah, I think that was the last report I saw by Meltzer that um, it was 200,000 buys. And I think that was just in North America alone. Uh, the UK, haven't we haven't released our pay-per-view yet. So it will be intriguing, especially because we, we have we have Brits on that. We have Brits on that show. So we had Kip Sabian. Shout out to Kip, who I love uh, as a guy. Like, he's a good friend. I love him because... Uh, and Jimmy Havoc, because Jesus Christ, it's Jimmy damn Havoc. Top Sorry. five matches, Moxley. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> I, I literally cannot wait. As soon as I get that text message of where they're at, I'm literally just going to be like, bye, love you. Just so you I'm saving for a wedding. So I'm literally just going to be like, love you, love you, babe, bye, see you later. I just jump on a plane, uh, literally fly over to where it is, Watch that show and fly back again and deal with the consequences then. Some of you aren't getting certain dinners, but it's the price I'm going to pay here. People are going to get dinners. People are like, I don't think your photographer is being paid. Uh... Oh, man. <laughs> Thank God Instagram has filters, brother. Yes, it does. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, that's, that's some interesting facts, um, which is great, in my opinion. I mean, we're just going to stick with facts and the news. I think that's the best way of doing it instead of giving opinions. Yeah. Uh, um, but then the other thing is, how did WWE react? Uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, you you probably know you know because you watched it. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, uh, it's hard. Like, oh, it's hard to tell if it was real. Like that whole electric chair segment just was so awkward start to finish because it's like you're gonna let fans ask whatever they want so like the anticipation of like who's gonna sneak the aew question out there sammy Zayn did it for them right and he did it after the fact i want to say there was three fans that Mm. got questions before sam three or four I, i don't remember entirely i was pretty much bored through it i didn't wake up till i heard sammy say it but it was stupid stupid things that just 
it was it was almost like Sammy was getting pissed off because they weren't good questions, and that was like you could have asked me AEW, but at the same time, that also feels like Vince McMahon would be like, well, we're gonna pick certain fans and tell them what to ask. I want you to act like you're annoyed, and then say AEW's name, and then right away we're gonna cue music and. See, I would love to say that I agree with you on that, but I generally think Sammy went to town for himself. The reason being is that every that. It basically it got cut out of every highlight I have seen. I have had to like, I've had to find memes of this so that I can see what Sammy said. Um, and it actually did it did crazy things because within that, um, I think it was something like a hundred thousand people searched for AEW like five minutes after it was mentioned on air. You know, I need to I need to go to my I need to go to my TV. I record Raw and SmackDown for the kids. Yeah. I want to see if it's still on there like just yeah. to, and like record it and be like, "No, it was said, assholes. You can edit it all you want." Yeah. But it's so, it, Oh, it's just crazy. Well, I'll give you some um give you a little bit of insight on Raw this week. So, this is from showbizdaily.com. Uh, they last reported that the average raw viewership this week was 2.19 million. So in the space of a week on YouTube, the buy-in, the pre-show, has done half of what was watching Monday Night Raw. Wow. And to put it into more perspective, that's actually down from the previous week. And the previous week was classed as the worst raw ratings in a long time. Uh, so and it's down by almost forty, uh, like four hundred. I think it's four hundred thousand. Um, because the previous week it was two point five two million. Because I mean, at this point, you can just wait for Hulu and just watch, you know, the quick version but, of the three-hour show. That's the, but that's going. That's the crazy thing. WWE's response to trying to get people to start watching them again is by taking it off of YouTube. By taking it off of Hulu, but like it's just like okay, well, I just won't watch the product anymore. <laughs> like, uh, it doesn't, doesn't affect me. I've got hundreds <laughs> of other things yeah. that I can watch. So I can read the Bleacher Report in the morning and uh, yeah, yeah, call yeah. it a day. Hell, hell, I could quite literally ring up Michael and be like, "So what did I miss?" <laughs> like what? Yep. What did I miss? And nine times out of ten, it'll be not much. Ah, oh, okay then. Good conversation. Hang up again. Yeah, that's. There's nothing big on there at all. Yeah. Uh, you oh, can... Well, Lesnar cashed in. Cool. Don't really care. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well. Oh, so he has the belt and we'll see him, you know, in three months. Got it. Nice. I'm glad I know the writing already. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm intrigued to see how it goes. I mean, news is going to... Guys, news is going to be a bit more... And we are going to be adding in some new segments as well. Uh, don't just think we're literally going to talk about a topic and then follow it up with news. Uh, we are going to add some more segments, but at the moment we, we haven't got the content for it. Um, we should have more content quite literally over the weekend. Uh, we are yeah, gonna... we've got ROH has a thing this weekend. They've got their Art of War or the Art of yeah something coming up. The What is it? Um Moxley and Juice is doing their uh, Super Juniors for the oh, wow. IWGP oh, wow. title. Uh, yes. yes, take my money. 
I think Dominion 6.9 is at yeah. the end of June, like, roughly. Yeah. So, I mean, just so everyone's aware, this, like, how we're actually going to work is we're going to be doing these, like, every other week at the moment. We just don't, we don't want to, we don't want to spam it. We don't want to take too much away. Because uh, there are some other fantastic podcasts out there. I mean, there are some incredible podcasts. Um, uh, we're not saying we're incredible. We're not saying we're, we're, we're these people. We're not saying we're that person. We're just saying we're two fans that got incredibly bored um, with the same old rubbish. Uh, we are quite literally at that part where we're just like, no, we can't deal with this no more. Going insane with the product. Um, and we just decided that we let's just talk about it. Let's talk about it as fans. Let's go and get more people involved. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would promote our Twitter. I would promote our Facebook. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> next week we'll do that. <laughs> uh, but on Facebook, I can tell you it is going to be uh, Brink of Sanity Pro Wrestling Podcast. So definitely check that out. Um, Twitter next week because I completely forgot to make the Twitter account uh, because I'm organized. Yep. Um, I'm technologically stupid, so realistically, I'm just a voice here. Yeah, and, pretty much and, redoing it. So and it's Nathan fine. is Nathan's just throwing this all together, and I'm 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 riding his coattails quite literally. Uh. We're, I guess you said it the best. I, I explained this to uh, to my significant other because I thought about it as well. There's not much bringing two different cultures into this, whether that be your your web of wrestling knowledge and my being new, or the UK American just getting together and talking. There isn't, you know, there isn't that. There isn't that currently with the industry, uh, especially with the podcast. There isn't that. There's no. There's no US UK. Let's have a conversation. It's it's US or UK. Yeah. So this is kind of this is the unique thing about us, which we like. Um, and we will be doing two things. So we will be doing um, each podcast is being recorded via Skype because we're cheapskates. Yeah. Uh, but also at the same time, um, depends on how they go. If they if they're really popular. We'll also upload this on YouTube, so you can see our conversation. You can see the the stupid stuff that we do, you know, the arm movements, the throwing things, uh, the, whatever. The children that I have constantly coming yeah, in and out see, of the feed. So we can we can have these conversations, and you can see all of this. And I mean, going forward, our main aim is to get some interviews, um, which is main things that you kind of I'll be working on. Um, but you know, we, it's where we kind of feel at. Uh, we've got more segments that we've got more ideas of, but we just wanted to get this out. We wanted to get this conversation going. We wanted to kind of give something unique, uh, which for us, our, we feel our unique point is US and UK uh, points of view on this because sometimes we don't agree on stuff. Most of the time, we don't agree on stuff, but I think we just both agree that. On certain things, which we've discussed today. Um, so yeah, so I mean, for us, you know, this this is a bi-weekly thing until we decide to either stop uh, or we decide. You know what? Actually, we're, we're doing really well with this. Let's go every let's go every week, um, and then from there, I mean, the world's our oyster. So I mean, yeah, uh, that's pretty much all we've got to say, to be honest, for the day. 
Um, so, you know, uh, Michael, anything you kind of want to say before we, we before we end this? I just want people who are going to listen. We don't think we're professionals. We 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 don't yeah. have dirt sheets. It's not like I mean, you know, people, but we don't have the ins and outs. This is purely there's something new going on. We both have talked about it, even while AEW was the T-shirt company. It, it was. It, it, it's something new. It's something fresh. We both have the same opinion that we want a change in the industry. We're not looking to bury WWE. We're not looking to bury any indie promotions. We just want to see change. We want to talk about it. We want, we want just... everyone to prosper. We don't want no one to suffer. We want WWE to be the pinnacle for everybody outside of WWE that we yeah. love. We yeah. want to see them come into WWE and still be able to thrive. And when they main event at WrestleMania, it, it's great. It's wonderful. It's worth it. And you fans get involved. At least we want the conversation that we just don't like those wrestlers because we don't like them. And we don't want to constantly have to talk about how the company is burying people. Like, yeah. We don't. We, we just, we're, I mean, each week is going to be different. We're going to stay away from, you know, WWE next, uh, next, uh, next, uh, next two weeks. Like, it won't be that. It'll probably be something, I don't know, MLW or Ring of Honor, something like that, unique. British indie scene, something like that, um, that we'll have a conversation about. But we just thought the, the, the first thing, really, is to talk about the big thing, which was an alternate with AEW. So. But anyway, I think I think we should call it there, really, uh, Michael. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I just want to say thank you very much all for listening. Thank you, guys. Um, uh, we will be here in two weeks' time. And uh, the key thing is just remember that wrestling will drive you insane. Yep. Wrestling will never make sense. And most of all, one of the big, big key things here is I still don't know what is going on <laughs> most of the time. Uh, so, yeah, so thank you very much, guys. Uh, we hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, any feedback would be very much appreciated. Thank you. And this is when the theme song comes on? Yeah, it's when the theme song comes on. We're on the brink of insanity. And then, like, it would end. It will end. Anyway, good night, everyone. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening.